Today, I'm talking to Kia Duffy, wife of professional skateboarder Pat Duffy. Pat Duffy is a legendary street skateboarder recently inducted into the Skateboarding Hall of Fame in 2022. Throughout his 30-plus year career, he has had multiple magazine covers, filmed over a dozen video parts, and been a featured character in the EA Skate video game series. Pat was one of the original riders for Plan B Skateboards and continues to ride for the company today. His part in the 1992 Plan B video, Questionable, remains one of the most iconic video parts of all time. Kia and I talk about how she learned who Pat is in the skate community, the culture shock of moving from living above the Arctic Circle to Hollywood, California while pregnant with their first child, and embracing the adventure of life's unknown future. Join me in going behind the scenes with Kia Duffy. Hello, everyone. This is Emily Haran, and today we are going behind the scenes with Kia Duffy. Welcome, Kia. Thank you. You're calling in from Finland. Why don't you tell us a little bit about where you are, a little about yourself before we jump in? Sure. Um, so my name is Kia Duffy, and I'm married to Pat Duffy. That's why I guess we're doing this interview. <laughs> and we have um, we have two kids, and uh, and we moved to Finland from California almost nine years ago, eight and a half years ago. Oh, wow. And we live like one and a half hour, hours outside Helsinki in uh, Fiskars. Okay. Everybody knows Fiskars from the orange scissors. So, uh, yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of snow and it's pretty cold right now. And we live in like a little uh, a house that we can heat up with wood. And uh, I don't know, I have a sauerkraut business and and yeah, we're just living living the life. <laughs> yeah, good summary. Okay, so you moved from California, is that right, to all the way back yeah. to Finland? Yeah. All right. Tell me about what brought you from Finland to California in the first place. Uh, Pat, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I met Pat in Finland, though. Everybody thinks we okay. met in California. I was actually living above the Arctic Circle, like 300 mm. kilometers above the Arctic Circle in a little cabin. I had like traveled the world for like six years and I moved there and I was learning handicrafts. And then I went to Helsinki because I used to work yep. at this skate contest and I had lots of skateboarder friends and stuff. And one of my best friends actually, well, I'm really taking the, what, what did you even ask? Now I'm like super sidetracking, but I'm going <laughs> to no, no, get no. there. Yeah. You're going to get there. I, yeah. I can't believe yeah. you lived in the Arctic Circle. That's crazy. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah, for four years. And then, uh. um, so yeah, one of my best friends, her, she had like this great job that um, mm -hmm. the dude that organized the skate contest, like paid her to fly to LA and New York and Barcelona to invite skaters to come and skate the contest wow. and she, like she was friends with a bun bunch of them anyways because she had lived in Barcelona mm -hmm. for a really long time so then she flew to LA and I happened to meet Pat and then she uh, invited Pat to come and skate the skate contest yep and then and then we met there and then oh yeah you asked me how I ended up in California <laughs> So then I met Pat, and then that was love at first sight. And then 10 months later, I was pregnant and moved to California. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so yeah. a little bit of a whirlwind uh, international romance. <laughs> uh, yeah, but 18 years later, I mean, I guess it was written in the Locked stars. It down. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's incredible. Okay, so it sounds, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like having 
having your first child with Pat was kind of the uh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna end up in the same location because we're having this baby. Yeah. So you moved to the US. Yeah, from from Lapland to Hollywood, basically. Yeah. Okay, I mean, wow, that's a big change. <laughs> yeah, because people people ask me like, oh my gosh, you moved to Fiskars from California. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't the biggest change. The bigger change. Yeah. <laughs> the arctic circle to hollywood for sure and then i told pat okay can we compromise a little bit so then we yep. moved to san diego immediately to north County, that is san a diego. good compromise yeah yeah opposite weather from finland i feel like but that is mm. <laughs> such a yeah. fun place yeah it was super fun wow so you went from living in the arctic circle with probably a different sense of like uh, civilization to then moving to California with Pat kind of being thrown into what I would assume is like skateboarding all the time in one of the biggest places for skateboarding. Is that fair to say? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That was full of skate life. Yeah. Did you <laughs> like you had friends and you had been familiar with the skate scene. Were you like prepared for moving, having a little skate baby on the way and all of Pat's like Pat's entire career with traveling and being out skating for hours on end or was a lot of that a big adjustment for you uh well I've been pretty adventurous and go with the flow my whole life so <laughs> I was I was stoked but obviously I didn't really understand how uh, you know pro skater life somehow is yeah. still a little bit different from just skate life because there's yep. like obligations and you know and he tra traveled a lot for sure it seemed like when Sailor was born it seemed like all her milestones like came when he was away you know like oh yeah. she said mama or she turned around you know and like yeah stuff like that so I, I'm kind of like more feeling bad for Pat that he missed out on that yeah like I just asked Sailor yesterday like so like how do you feel about like uh having dad a dad that skateboards like in comparison yeah. to him having another job and then she was just like yeah well i was like do you do you mind that he's gone all the time and she's like oh no uh, and then when he's here he's really here and does like yeah. even when they were little then he was like 24 7 with them you know and yeah we you know we could do all kinds of fun stuff instead of like the eight to four like work yeah it gives you it gives you the ability to have like breakfast lunch and dinner together as opposed to yeah. only dinner monday wednesday and friday because of work that's yeah that's so true i have to imagine with pat traveling so much for skate trips because those skate trips can be anything from like a few days to like weeks on end who did you have to help you when you're like newly in san diego with a fresh baby <laughs> I didn't really have anybody in the beginning, okay. actually, because Pat, yeah. Pat, Pat's mom, she was a big help, but she lived in San Francisco and okay. she would like jump, she would jump in the car and come down. But, you know, it's like so full on. And then Lemmy came like two and a half years later. Yeah. So then I had two little guys, but it was in a way it was almost kind of easier that way because I didn't even have any friends. So then yeah. like, they they were my best friends. I didn't like. <laughs> crave to like go do something else necessarily yeah. so like Sela, you know she she like talked and walked way early and she was like 
holding a sewing needle when she was two because I had like all the time, you know. But yep. then, uh, but then obviously, then I got to know like you know Pat's friends, wives, and girlfriends, yep. and then I had a. It was like a totally like I. I'm gonna get emotional now thinking about how valuable it is to have that like yeah. community, you know, and especially because oh, totally. they also, yeah, and they also understood because they, you know, their husbands were skaters, so it was yeah really amazing. Yeah, that's incredibly helpful. I think I think when you end up in a situation where like you're married to someone who has a little less traditional job, or at least in the U.S. particularly, you can feel very alienated in terms of how you're balancing your own life because your schedule with your partner is so different than what the average person you run into on the street has. And so being able to find a community of people who their partners are on the same schedule, but they also understand like what Pat's career was requires so much of his like physical mental presence a hundred percent of the time. And that's, um, that's, that's really lucky. I feel like that must've been a huge, was that a big changing point in your experience in the U S did that kind of unlock more friends for you to hang out with bringing your kids around? Did it, did it kind of change your environment? Oh Yeah. Yeah, it was great. We used to have like, you know, everybody had kids from like zero to 12 and we would just get together at somebody's house and the older kids would take care of the younger kids while the moms of margaritas. Okay, sounds terrible, (laughs) but like occasionally it happened also. Plus then there's there's the beach, you know, and and we, Mm -hmm. we, we would hang there. And basically also like, I mean, of course, it was rough, like the times when Pat was gone to, you know, mm-hmm. having the little ones and stuff. Yeah. But then it's such a blessing that I was able to be like a housewife and be home with the kids thanks to skateboarding also. Yeah. 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 I feel like my understanding of skateboarding as a profession is it's a very volatile profession in terms of like it's dependent on your physical body, but it's also and like what you're physically capable of but it's also really dependent on types of sponsorships or competitions which can be incredibly inconsistent season or year after year was that something that you knew going into being with pat of like oh we're gonna have kind of a like our our life is not fully mapped out and it's gonna be a little bit every year is gonna look a little different yeah i had no idea i i i (laughs) I really didn't know at all how it like where he got his money from when we first met or anything and yeah definitely there was like better years and worse years and oh now this sponsor dropped me and oh no my gosh now i got this sponsor and for sure and then yeah it was kind of weird maybe because finnish women are so independent you know and Mm -hmm. i was like what you're gonna buy me a drink uh no i can buy, buy my own drink you know because we're not used to that. It was, in a yep. way, super nice that Pat came and held me as a flower in his palm, you know, and stuff. But it was kind of weird also, because then I was <laughs> kind of reliant on him the whole time. Because yeah. I was, you know, at home. But it, yeah. it, it worked out great, though. It was just uh, getting used to, I guess. Totally. Yeah. And so you raised your kids in California, which is great great state to raise them in good good weather 
what yeah. <laughs> when they when they got older and they started to kind of you know go off to school what did what did you do to fill your time at home when pat wasn't home well that didn't happen in california though because okay. we, moved, we moved here when the kids were like five and seven so say let's oh okay school here or we start like um year later school here so she actually yep. started first grade but it was like this like homeschooling uh community kind of thing mm. you know village they went to the farm once a day and oh like, that's fun and, no once 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 a week yeah and then yeah. yeah it was it was super nice there was like i don't know 28 kids in the whole school like ranging from five to twelve oh, yeah wow. it was that that was another real really sweet community to be a part of and then Lemmy, yeah. Lemmy only went like when we moved. He was all, only going like three days a week for like yeah. three hours. I don't know. I probably went like did yoga or yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I went had a coffee with a friend and did yoga maybe. And then it was like time to be mom again. You know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. So what prompted what prompted you guys to move from California back to Finland? Uh. Well. Well, I think the most main reason was that we had already talked about the fact that it's much easier for the kids to grow up here, you know, like school yeah. is school is free, school is good. The yeah. they can like they can hang out with their friends like out on the streets or like bike, yeah. you know. I, I guess it's even like I even heard that it's like illegal in the States to let like an eight year old kid walk to school because it's like child neglect or something. Oh my gosh. It's, uh, it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now I'm even, even talked with my like son who's 13 and we just came back from Barcelona on Monday and I was asking him in Barcelona, like, Hey, so like, remember when we we're thinking about moving here? Like, are you bummed we didn't? And he's like, no, cause we couldn't even go anywhere alone even though they could you know yeah. but uh but he's just like yeah i've i've been ha- i've been biking to the skate park by myself since i was eight you know and i'm like yeah you know they, yeah. they and Sela can take the train to the capitals and she was like 12 mm. and go and look around in stores and yeah it's like oh, safe and easy yeah, yeah that's uh more relaxing for you because one, your kids can be more independent, so you have free time, but you also don't worry about, I feel like in the U.S. there's a never-ending list of things that we're all worried about. <laughs> yeah, even though now I'm like, of course, like, hey, kids, need me, please, can you don't need <laughs> me and hang out with me, you know? But I think it's I think it's great for them, you know, that they can like slowly become step-by-step independent, you know, and yeah. get street, street-wise and you know, have a life of their own. Totally. And, and you said you did a ton of world traveling and like Pat, I, I have to assume with, with skateboarding has done plenty of world traveling. Have, I mean, you, you were just in Barcelona with your kids, but have you been able to bring them on a bunch of those trips to kind of also expose them to like, here's what the rest of the world looks like. And here's kind of how you can see the world. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I would have loved to like take them more. It's just that yeah. I think all our travel money went when they were little, went to like coming back mm-hmm. to Finland for a month every yeah. summer or, or Christmas. And then we traveled a bunch inside the States, you know, with yeah. Pat for his travel or grandma or just otherwise. And, yeah. uh, and then now, now when we've been here, they've been going back to California. 
you know, with mm-hmm. past. So, so that's like they're traveling basically. But yeah. I mean, they, we went to Costa Rica and we've been to Ooh. Latvia and oh, wow. Sweden and uh, now Barcelona and Sela's been to Romania and I mean, well, that's a good list. Yeah. I mean, they've been they've been flying a lot. Like they've been on, a, yeah. Like I don't know, a hundred planes probably. Yeah. But they, it's yeah. just been the same places, I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's not a bad list of places to go to, though. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. And we've been to Lapland too, above the Arctic Circle with them, which is oh, wow. different, also. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tell me how you ended up living above the Arctic Circle. That is so fascinating. Oh. Uh, well, I mean. Well, like I said, I was traveling a lot, like, yep. or o- only traveling since I was 18, just working abroad and traveling more. Yep. And then I came to Finland and to, to visit. And then um, uh, two of my friends had moved to above the Arctic Circle. So I went to visit yep. them and I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on over here? It's like <laughs> so peaceful, like Northern yeah. Lights immediately on the first day I got oh my there. Gosh. It's just like, the nature is so strong there and I was like what am I doing why would I like want to go anywhere from here but I already had a plane ticket South America so then I went Mm. for one and a half years and then when I came (laughs) back I was like okay that's it I'm moving to Lapland and yeah I was already planning on moving like way deeper into like the wilderness but then I met Pat and then he, life happened. he changed yeah. it from yeah changed yeah. it from going out into the wilderness to being <laughs> in the throes of probably a lot of urban kind of suburban skating <laughs> yeah yeah the concrete wilderness <laughs> yes so you said you learned a lot of skills living above the arctic circle how did how did you spend your time i'm just so interested in that like remote living uh well um i learned how to snowboard that's, oh, okay. that's one big thing. Then um, yeah. I went to this. I went to this school for like uh, uh, the Samis are like the traditional people, like the only traditional peoples that are left in Europe. So mm-hmm. they're like um, classic, like uh, handicrafts. Like so I make knives and cups, and I learned how to make leather and how wow. to make like work silver and all kinds of like stuff like that. And then it's actually pretty funny. It's like a small 700 people village, like this one where mm-hmm. we live now. But it's like, it's just full of wacky people. Like somehow like uh, <laughs> Lapland is just like a freak magnet, you know? Like there, there was all the time, like some like, you know, Australians that were on some kind of, you know, mission or, you know, yep. and, and even in the school too, there was like people from all ages to like, you know, just, just, yeah, interesting people. Yeah. And then, and then I would go to places, you know, I would, you know, go to Canada, go back, yeah. go to Helsinki, go back and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you must have learned some, like learning how to work with silver and making leather. It feels like you must be very handy when things break, being able to kind of figure out how to put things back together. <laughs> well, yeah, what you would think. I didn't really do that much of it in, in the States, you know, I didn't yeah. well, did like crafting, like kitty crafting and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I've been fixing like Pat's pants for sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, 
you know, break like yep. everyday yep. mission pretty much back <laughs> in the day. <laughs> that is so funny. Okay, so tell me tell me a little bit about what it was like kind of so when you met Pat, I'm trying to do the math based on how old your kids are, right? What is that? 15, 16? Uh, it's yeah, going to be so... it's 17 and a half years ago. 17 so and a half years. Next summer is going to be 18, yeah. Wow. Okay. And so when you met Pat, did he already have his skateboarding company? And did you understand where he was on the spectrum of like talented skateboarders? <laughs> Uh, no, actually, it's weird because I, I know I used to like read Thrasher and stuff, but I yeah. never heard of Pat before. Yeah. And like, I didn't. And then when I saw like the Plan B logo, I didn't, I've never even seen it. I was like, what's this A team, you know? And he's like, yeah. oh, Plan B and stuff. But uh, no, no, no. I mean, he was like, he was, well, he was 32, so he was, like, way okay. deep into his, like, yeah. skateboarding thing already. He's been, like, pro since he was 16, so. Yeah. He had, what, already been half his life a pro skateboarder. It was just That's that I crazy. was. That's crazy. Yeah. And I, I was just clueless of what was going on <laughs> with him, you know. But then quickly yeah. I learned that he's a legend, clearly, because yeah. people keep People come to me, you know, like they're like, hey, Pat. And then they come to me like, oh, my God, you did know that your boyfriend, that he <laughs> backlipped a rail in the rain. And, you know, I don't even know what a backlip is, but I know that that's what he did because I heard it so many times. I think now he's going to be like, what the fuck are you saying? And then, and you know, that, that he revolutionized uh, rail skateboarding. And this is, this is what other people tell me. He, he's, a, yeah. he's just a humble humble little guy he he would have never have told me anything like that but but people would come up to me all the time yeah that's that's kind of that's a nice way to hear about your like partner's accolades when they are not willing to tell you because I think it's really probably easy to be married to Pat and being like yeah you skateboard you're good at it you love it great call it a day and then to be able to hear from either just like random people or like thrasher magazine being calling him out for being a skateboarding legend that must be unbelievable (laughs) yeah yeah it's like he just turned 50 and i was like crying all day when i was looking on insta like oh my god so many people love him and people were saying such nice things you know and and there was just like a a, like a deluge of love pouring over him but uh yeah and uh i forgot Sorry, I was, no, gonna, I was just started memorizing about Barcelona, but yeah, yeah, no, and the fact that he's so humble was so nice in yeah. the beginning, you know, because like clearly there was like he had made an impact on people, like judging from yeah. like, the face and how they were talking, and he was just so nice <laughs> to everybody, you know, like oh hi Matt, he would like treat everybody the same, you know, and and yeah. I that, that was like just so like nice and amazing you know because he could have been so cocky and full of himself too you know totally and so pat just pat just turned 50 you guys just were in barcelona for kind of a family trip but did you i would have to imagine there was also some skateboarding involved and it was pretty much just skateboarding (laughs) (laughs) as it always goes (laughs) 
<laughs> There's never not skateboarding. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, so how does uh, Pat being 50 and still skateboarding and like you getting to scroll through Instagram and be like, holy shit, everyone is so supportive of my husband. He's still out here doing it. How does like, does Pat think he's going to be rolling forever? How, how have you guys talked about kind of like the arc of his career over time? Um, well, we haven't, and I don't, <laughs> I, I was just starting to think, shit, should we have been thinking about like some retirement plans? Because basically who knows retirement can yeah. come any, any Anytime. day or, or yeah. it can stretch out for like a really long time. It's hard mm-hmm. to say because also like when, when I met Pat, you know, there wasn't really that many like 50 year old skaters around because Pat's yeah. pretty much like the second wave or whatever you know like there's the 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 pros that are like older than him are not that much older than him you know Mm -hmm. so it's like a whole like new thing how long can they go on for i don't know maybe Pat's gonna show the way and i i I don't i really don't know i mean of course he's like hurting like he's been sleeping for three days now since we got back from barcelona and stuff but it's i guess there's just so much um fire in him that yeah powers through yeah that's that's really impressive I, I would assume his recovery from like skate trips and whatnot has kind of changed over time how have you how have you watched like when skate when pat comes home from like a skate trip and you're like oh you are beat up like how do you know if like his mood what he needs when he gets back because he's been gone for so long and who really knows? It's kind of a crapshoot when they go out skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're always like, okay, did you did you make it? Did you make the trick? Because then at least they're like in a good mood, you know. Good like, mood, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but physically they're gonna he's gonna be beat anyways. I don't know. Yeah. I somehow like started thinking about it as like a that he's kind of like a medieval knight that comes home from like <laughs> battle, you know. Yeah, super horny and super injured and then just like, you know, (laughs) tend to his wounds and sleep. I don't know. I was kind of when the kids were younger, I was like, okay, he's home. Finally, your turn. But it didn't work like that because then there's like the recovery days, you know, and Mm -hmm. then it's like, okay, okay, daddy's just going to be laying there now, you know. And then and then when they when he felt better, it was like, okay, gotta go skate again, you know? And it's like, yep. okay, well, yep. we'll, we'll wait to, like, when's the time to, like, take over over here, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm surprised. I mean, I guess he has, like, broken ribs and his knee is super swollen and, and oh my goodness. He's, he's still, like, you know, now he's just Out there at it again, it. like, shoveling snow and, you know, <laughs> not skating yet, but I guess. Yeah, but He's supposed Still to go moving. to like some, yeah, there's some snow skate event on Sundays where he's going. Huh. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where he like gets, gets the like, <laughs> you know, drive. <laughs> yeah. And so I saw on Instagram, your son skateboards. Does your daughter, do you skateboard? Does your daughter skateboard? Is everyone skateboarding? <laughs> Uh, I don't skateboard. I mean, I had, before I met Pat, I had my skateboard yeah. and I was trying okay. to learn how to skateboard and pump the mini. Yeah. But then I was pregnant so quickly afterwards. Yeah. And then 
I always say like that when I like after I gave birth and I got back on the skateboard, Paolo like, whoa, 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 whoa. Be careful, don't fall. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, would you say this to like your friends? Where did this come you know, from? This is not yeah. the... And then I'm thinking, oh, and oh, I was thinking that, oh, he just doesn't want me to get injured. So he has to change the diapers all the time. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what, what was going on, but I, I just didn't keep up with it anyways. And Selah, yeah. yeah, like our daughter, yeah, she, she she's really good at snowboarding. So then every spring when the snow melts, she's like really on fire and wants to go to the skate park. And she like does like... 50 rock to fakies or whatever yeah and but then but then it dies out again you know yeah 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 and then and then your son does he yeah i was gonna say i feel like boys can really get themselves caught at the skate park for many hours (laughs) Uh, he lives in the skate park all summer i i do like a drive-by toss the burrito and you know (laughs) check on him and then he'll come home in the evening they had their little crew, and now they just built a new skate park, like, right next to us. So now there's, like, two, oh, fun. like, really nice skate parks, like, right here. Oh, wow. Like, like walking distance, yeah. That's really nice. Is that is that something that, like, from a community perspective, you slash Pat are involved in, in terms of building skate parks in the community? Or is it just very uh, lucky that they're, they've ended up near your house? <laughs> Uh, well, the newest one, yeah, I think we have something to do with for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but there was a skate park when we moved here, and it was another yeah. skate mom that had like really been driving that force, and it was mm. our friends that built it. But it was there, and now I guess uh, now this summer they like renewed it. So yeah, there we have okay. our hands. Also, like hey, shouldn't do it on talking. I was talking to like the head of the village association and blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wow. That's very cool. And do Pat and your son, and I guess your daughter sometimes, but do Pat and your son end up going out skating together? They used to all the time. I mean, not now they came home. So yeah. <laughs> me through the door soon. But, uh, but yeah, no, no, like, I mean, haven't really wanted to for like the past maybe two years because, you know, mm. he doesn't think of it like, oh my God, like everybody else his age would probably be like oh my god to skate with Pat Daffy he's just like yeah fuck I don't want to skate with dad I want to skate with my friend you know <laughs> yeah this guy's slowing me down it's embarrassing yeah me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but I mean uh, all his friends like like Pat too and they think it's great yeah. and then you know and they they've received their share of grip tapes and boards and trucks and wheels yeah. also like you know every birthday so it all works out yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) but yeah he skated in in barcelona he did skate with pat but uh he he, he won't go as he won't go as long as he would if yeah friends you know which is understandable totally plus he's really shy so i think it's kind of like i don't know i'm just thinking that maybe he's a little traumatized from when he was younger yeah everybody's like oh my god it's pat duffy's son what you got you know and he's like oh my god don't look at me you know so it's like yeah i just want to like imagine like a little kid you know that's skating and then everybody wants to check it out you know so i think you're trying to work out your own trick or figure out your own thing and you have all of these people looking at you with all this extra attention that's just not helpful yeah yeah i totally get that 
Interesting. Okay. Tell me about your sauerkraut business. When did you start that? Well, um, so we moved back here like eight years ago and then uh, slowly, slowly there was like less and less sponsor money coming from the States, you know, and then I'm like, holy shit, fuck, I'll I'll get a job, you know, like you, 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 you chill path. Like I've been home for like eight, like eight years with the kids. Like I'm in Finland, I can get a job. And then I got like some waitressing job or whatever, like for, for a couple months. But then, yeah. then there was this course about like food entrepreneurship and stuff. And I had already yeah. started fermenting a bunch in California. And then I yeah. was like, well, maybe I should take this course. You know, it was like one and a half years, like yeah. once a month, you know. And yeah, and I was like learning all the boring parts about entrepreneurship, like you know the you know how it goes like all all the health uh, i don't even know what they're called in english but the you know the health administrative things and you know like all the paperwork and all that you know um and then i was like all the time like oh no it's gonna be too crazy i can't do it and then it was all the time like science like no 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 do it do it do it and now i've had it for like five years and it's it's great yeah i sell everything i make um i do it by myself sometimes i have a, some help from some people yeah even like pat helps me a bunch too when he's not abroad you know for like christmas when it's like hectic and stuff i have yeah. a skate team also for my company yeah. there we go yeah that's hilarious yeah you can implement you know the skateboarding life into everything you know <laughs> but it's like you know you know how energy drinks have like their skate teams so why totally. not the sauerkraut? You know, they have their signature, like, ferments. And, well, I was going to pay them, like, royalties, but it's just too yeah. difficult to keep track. So now yeah. just let, let, Lemmy is on the team, too. So let me make sure that he gets his royalties for sure. <laughs> and and pa- Pat has his signature crowd, but he doesn't get anything. He just gets to help me whenever <laughs> I need. But, yeah, then I just give goodie bags to, like, the, the rest of the team, like, yeah Mm. wow that is so cool what is uh what's your sauerkraut brand business called well rasabori is like the area where we live so it's like okay uh, rasabori is fermentary okay i feel like i will need you to write that down for me so that i can yeah probably yeah (laughs) yeah i have an insta insta page so you can go check it out all right. Yeah. Send me the Insta page because we'll, we'll plug yeah. it for this episode. <laughs> okay. Nice, nice. Nice. Were you a big, like, how did you end up from like focused on sauerkraut of everything that you can ferment? Like, did you eat a lot of sauerkraut going, growing up? Is that just the one that was most interesting to ferment? How did you end up in the sauerkraut with sauerkraut? Well, I didn't, I didn't eat sauerkraut growing up. No. Uh, <laughs> I was eating sauerkraut in California because they had like okay. all kinds of like sauerkraut. And then mm-hmm. um, I don't just make sauerkraut. I, I ferment like veggies and like mm-hmm. fruit and berries in general. Um, I don't know. I don't like baking that much. I think it's so messy and sticky. Yeah. So that's why I never got into like sourdough, even though I love eating sourdough bread. But it's like yeah. not my thing to do. Oh, and yeah. I, I don't know. I just loved having like glass jars of things you know like already back in lapland i used to collect herbs and things and dry them and have like 
you know, dried mushrooms. And I just like neat rows of like jars with different things in them, you know, different textures and colors. And I, I, I'm joking. Yeah. That's, that's probably why I'm in the business. So I just get to like straighten <laughs> jars like all day long. But yeah, yeah, and it's it's driven it's by good a to love eat. for jars. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's like, but it, obviously, it's like really good for you also to eat. Yeah, you know, like that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Do you ferment all of the sauerkraut in your home? Do you have like a space dedicated to your fermenting, or is it kind of like, oh, sorry guys, we're using like the TV room or whatever, so I can jar uh, all of my yeah. Stuff. It used to be, it used to be. Whoops, sorry guys, all the time. Yeah, the kids were like, oh my god, it smells. We can't even bring friends home. But no, I've had a space for like five years already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I oh, I have really like a nice. sort of a big production. I have like what what do I have like fifteen big 15 like 20 kilo crocs and stuff and then a bunch smaller also and yeah and it's pretty strict here you know when you work with food it has to be like specific floor and specific surfaces and things like that so yeah it actually looks pretty boring in my fermentary because it looks so like (laughs) sterile kind of like so generic you know i have a couple stickers on the fridge of course you know but yeah that's it yeah okay and so I feel like by being like fermenting sauerkraut you must have found yourself now in the like uh not like homemade foods but like in more in the in the food industry community like have you met other people who are maybe not fermenting but maybe are making sourdough or whatever else oh yeah fully yeah fully like like selling in like um uh, selling in kind of the same events or like the same mm-hmm. venues, you know, like I have like, I have great connections to food, you know, like last yeah. spring I had, I filled my freezer with like organic local, like beef. I just traded to sauerkraut because he wanted to sell in his yeah. uh, sauerkraut in his like oh, store, nice. you know, and I get all the veggies straight from the farmer and for like a discounted price because I get the veggies, you know home because it's for the business but then I also get home yeah. in the same time and yeah fully yeah it's great I'm, that's I'm kind of really like, nice yeah yeah I know it's it's pretty like important you know to think about what what you eat and yeah and 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 who you support with your money you know if you want mm-hmm. the world to be a better place you know, you should yes. buy straight from the farmer. And there's so much, like, food waste, you know, from supermarkets. Yeah. So much food goes to waste. It's really not, like, a sustainable, like, system at all. It's pretty new, you know, like, from what, like, yep. 60s, 70s. It's so new and it's so bad. But I don't know. I guess there should be, like, well, there's people trying to figure out ways to make it easy and good for people still because supermarkets are easy but but now there's all kinds of yeah. systems now here too and but more more needs to be figured out yeah. totally do you feel like finland has a better grasp or a better approach to sustainability or clean clean foods for lack of a better word than the u.s or do you find that like same same shit different country (laughs) well i guess like the really like the conventional 
like way mm-hmm. of doing things. I guess in the US they put way more toxins and way more yeah. antibiotics and things in meat and stuff. So just if you want to buy conventional, then it's like, you know, better here. But then for yeah. example, like then California, again, it's like its own little like micro birth, you know, because you know, yeah. you go there and there's anything you want organic and like the food's yeah. not packed in like plastic. And if yeah. people like are tripping when I tell them that if you go to Whole Foods, there's a little sprinkler that waters the, you know, four <laughs> different colored kales. They're like, what? Are you serious? So, yeah, like, I mean, God. Californians or like Americans, I guess, have had to like figure out like, like Americans are so extreme in every way, you know, so like mm-hmm. because the system, like the conventional system is so bad that they've had to like figure out really extreme ways to like do it differently. Or they yes. go like yeah. way, way to the other side, you know. <laughs> yeah, which can be fun and a good time, but also can result in just like way over the top, un- unnecessary Oh, extremes. lots of freaks yeah. in America for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> for, for sure. Both good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So raising your family in Finland, it sounds like that stems from like your and Pat's personal values of like one. There's the practicality of safer environment, um, really good schools, lower cost of living. But it also sounds like it like you and Pat kind of believe in much more of a I don't want to call it like a simple life, but like the basics. Like you don't need we don't need all of these fast food restaurants. We don't need all of these extra things. Mm-hmm. Having the conventional um, like access to good food, good community. It sounds like moving to Finland has really represented some of your personal values with Pat in terms of like the lifestyle you want to live. Is that, that was a very long winded way of saying that. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was so poetic and nice though. The, um, well, I mean, uh, I guess it's a little bit of a compromise again. Or I don't know, mm. maybe I've like somehow broke Pat in to this way of living. <laughs> but we were like, because I would really like, I could easily live like way, way, way in the wilderness. Yeah. And have no like contact with anything pretty much. Yeah. But then, uh, but then we were like, okay, okay, let's move. Like we're like now basically in between the three biggest, like in the middle of the three biggest cities here. So yeah. it's like concrete can never be too far away, you know, yeah. indoor parks and stuff in the winter. So yeah. so we're not that far from uh, civilization now. But I mean, mm. yeah, like Pa was trying to get like a hunting license and stuff. And mm. when, we moved, mm-hmm. when we first moved here, we had a dream of like buying an old farm and then like turning like mm. a barn into like a skate park and like having yeah. goats and chickens and stuff. But uh well, nobody wanted to give us a loan because it was a hard time to get a loan then. And so so we didn't. But I mean, I, my, my garden is growing every year, you know, yeah. and, uh, and there's a mini ramp in the back. And there's like, you know, and, and, and we we are still dreaming about chickens, you know. It's just, yeah, that, that's like gone so much, you know, in the summer yeah. also. And you can't build a chicken coop in when there's like this much snow, you know. So it's like yeah. it's always it's a short window in Finland when you can get things done. But with that being said, we've just now I think have really realized that we're not gonna stay here for the rest of our lives. And that mm-hmm. it's time to move on, like I guess when the kids are like out of the house and 
yeah. and they do their own thing, then then we're just gonna like figure it out with Pat. I don't know what we're gonna do yet. We were thinking about yeah. getting a van and going to like around Europe to say hi to everybody we know, which is yeah. pretty much a lifetime mission with all the people Pat knows. But um, <laughs> but then also I was thinking, let's just open a smoothie bar like on the beach somewhere, like and build a skate park in the backyard and start like hosting like skate travelers or whatever you know yeah i don't know there's options there's a ton of options i feel like well as someone that's actively doing the van life thing with my husband it is it's such a good way to see so much of for me the u.s but i think in europe it's so it's so easy to get around to different countries and it's also supposed to be a little bit easier to do van living in europe than it is in the u.s but (laughs) yeah i don't i don't really know at all like how how it is i guess i guess you can just go and park you know find a spot to park but uh kind of make the beach your home for a few days if you want that is yeah but not everywhere i guess because people have started doing it so much i guess like for example up up in norwegian lapland you know it's like mm-hmm. the, it's like a human feces is becoming a real problem mm. to nature interesting yeah because there's so much wilderness and there's not just like yeah there's no bathroom as i guess so yeah yeah so it's okay every once in a yeah. while but then when there's like a too much it's too much you know yeah, yeah, I I feel like you need to be really cognizant about like the human impact you have on wherever you're going because yeah. being in a van allows you to get to much more remote places because you have a whole place to stay along with how you're getting there. But at yeah. the same time, I feel like it means your responsibility for how you are in those places is much higher. But that is, mm-hmm. huh? I didn't even think about human feces. Being no, I didn't issue. either. I thought my <laughs> My my friend just moved like way way up there, like to like some, yep. um, you know, research station. And I thought she was mm-hmm. joking. I'm like, are you kidding me? And she was like, no, no, it's serious. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is yeah. that is crazy. Have you have you and Pat thought about moving back to the U.S. at some point, or do you think you'll stay in Europe? Uh, we were thinking at some point to move back to the states. I I, yeah. I really miss it. Also, it's. It, yeah, it really became like um, another like home country for me too. But yeah. uh, Cal- California is just impossible right now. It's like so expensive. Uh, it's I don't know so how expensive. people do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so I don't know. Like we we might. Yeah, but we haven't like yeah. really figured out where in that case. Yeah, you know, because I also mm-hmm. haven't been everywhere. So I I can I yep. can like think like. Oh, the Appalachian Mountains sounds nice and then, sound you know, amazing. Yeah, but what do I know? I've never been there, so you know. Well, like, yeah, and that's that's the thing is you just don't know till you show up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, I want to be very cognizant since we started late. We're kind of coming up in our last little bit here, so we've got sauerkraut business. We've got Pat still skateboarding like a million days out of the year. You've got two, I guess, like teenagers at this point right your youngest one is coming up to be preteen, and then you've got a teenage no daughter. no he, no they're full teens 13 they're both full teens yeah Third, oh okay full-blown teen life now yeah <laughs> or that the daughter is, is kind of getting out of it 
already about that. yeah, yeah. well in, in due time yeah it takes yeah, a while <laughs> yeah 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 it's like this mantra don't take it personally don't take it personally oh everything will pass you know yeah i but it's still nice Nice. Yeah, I mean, the, the <laughs> mental strength that mothers have, because I can't imagine putting your blood, sweat, tears, and all the love you have into a child just for them to tell you they hate you. It's so yeah, funny. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you've, you've kind of built, like, a, like, you and Pat have had, like, a very cool life in terms of being able to live in California, come live in Finland, be able to travel, you know, with your kids to see family do you feel like you had a like grand plan for this life or do you feel like it's worked out really well for you and pat just kind of taking decisions one at a time because i think maybe to ask that question another way is do you did you and pat sit down and think okay we're gonna pat's gonna skateboard for as long as possible we will raise our kids you know as a cute little skate family close to family or did you just kind of roll with the punches as life happened and figure out where you go next yeah we've been just taking it taking it as it comes and going with the flow for sure yeah yeah even like yeah. even like when we already had decided to move to finland we were like or or should we or maybe we shouldn't <laughs> oh yeah well you know it's it's just yeah and it's it's so interesting to like think now like oh i wonder where we're gonna be like in the next five years you know because that could be like yeah. anywhere, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, that's that's really fun. I yeah. it leaves such like a a door open for adventure. I feel like yeah, which and that's yeah. that's doing a lot of like skate judging now. So now he's oh. again because of that, you know. <laughs> that's at least he's hopefully not coming home hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, there was a couple of years that he didn't travel so much, but now he's fully on it again. And yeah, he definitely wow. skates on those trips also. Okay. He's going to judge the Olympics also. Is he really? That's yeah. sick. Yeah. It's, wow. Is it? Well, I mean, wow. it's, it's it's a lot of like, it's actually very much more structured than just some yeah, average. Yeah, the normal. It's, it's more work for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But he's been going to like holy moly everywhere like Dubai, China, South America. Now he's going again, wow. Dubai, China, Budapest, Paris. Yeah. So now, now we had so much fun in Barcelona that now we've already like yeah. started thinking how we're gonna weasel ourselves more in on the trips. So now I'm googling totally. like oh like flights to Budapest, like and Why not? Airbnbs in Budapest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because soon the kids won't travel with us anymore. Cause yeah, they're, you know, gonna do their own traveling. So, gotta get it. Yeah, which we can. will make it a lot easy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, and so when he's doing all these trips, is he doing them like? So he's he's judging competitions, and so like the Olympics, that is very structured because the, it's the Olympics. Yeah. But like, is he he's judging other competitions as well? Is he going for like? Um, plan b skate trips like or is he going for his own fun like what is what are all these trips for oh uh, yeah th there's other contests also i i I, yep. I can't keep track with if it's like yeah. uh, i don't i don't think he judges street league but something else okay. i don't i don't know this like can't keep track go, yep yeah which which like series it is that he judges and then yeah then he goes also well, he goes on skate trips too. Like sometimes somebody will like kick in and like 
for him to go somewhere and then yeah. he goes to like with plan b he goes yeah for sure still and wow. he does a little bit of like team managing also for plan yep. b when he goes to san diego because colin's yeah. kind of helpful for like grateful for the help when pat yeah. comes over because pat's really on it and he's yeah. like really like um i don't know um inspiring you know oh for sure yeah yeah i mean who would have thought that 17 years together pat's still traveling on all these skate trips <laughs> yeah i'm I'm actually really happy that he does because those two years because i think our relationship is built on that he's gone you know regularly yeah because then, then yeah. you know i forget about nagging and you know i get to miss him and and it's like oh it's like you know so nice yeah. to have him back again you know but then there, when there was these two years when he was like, you know, winter in Finland, just pat all the time. I'm like, oh my God. Dear heavens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Start calling sponsors. Yeah. You're like, hey, my husband's uh, really ready to get out there and skate. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a, a reason they say distance makes the heart grow grow fonder. You know, it's yeah. it does help to remember yeah. why you like someone when they're gone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, that is well. This has been so interesting, Kia. I've learned so much, honestly, about living in Finland, which sounds really really cool. Um, <laughs> and like the sauerkraut business will you will you say again what it's called i don't want to butcher what it's called <laughs> uh Boris fermentary Boris fermentary okay yeah you can send me the instagram handle yeah. so that i can follow it and put it in the bio of this podcast episode but yeah thank you so much for figuring out the technical difficulties and finding time to chat with me this was so fun yeah, this was way less nerve-wracking nerve than I thought it would be. It was fun Good. for me, too. Yeah. Good. Oh, my gosh, I'm glad. And I hope, uh, you know, I'm, I look forward to kind of cutting this up. And I think uh, hopefully your kids can be, can listen along and be very interested as well. Because it's, you guys, you guys are a cool set of parents. Oh, they're going to make so much fun of me when they listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you would share it with friends and family and anyone else you know who might enjoy it. To help me continue to get better at this and get some more awesome guests, rating and reviewing this podcast wherever you're listening is hugely helpful. If you have thoughts, reasonable feedback, and or guest recommendations, you can contact me via email at hello at emilyheron.com. That's hello at E-M-I-L-Y-H-E-R-R-O-N dot com. See you next week.